Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. everyone and welcome to here for the right reasons us weekly's bachelor podcast i am very excited to have someone here with me who knows a thing or two about being a part of bachelor nation i have a lot of questions because as we saw in this episode we're seeing you know a change in follower counts and what people are really aspiring to um and he's from the days where you get quite a bit of followers from the franchise you remember him from hannah b's season and then paradise now he's got his own company He's doing a lot of stuff. We're going to catch up. But Connor Saley, how are you? Hello, Sarah. Uh, good to be back on here. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to talk to you. I feel like I need to know what you've been thinking of Zach so far, because you mentioned you've been tuning in. And in case you missed it, this is our fourth shower scene with Zach. It's the fourth week. They're laying it on thick. Tell me what you're thinking of Zach. <laughs> um, well, I, I live in Austin and Zach does as well. So, you know, he's yeah. a bit of a, a hometown guy for me, but, um, I feel like he's doing a good job. I think originally he might've come across as a little boring because we didn't really know much about him, mm-hmm. but I think in this episode, they've actually kind of like played into that a little bit. There are a couple scenes where they, he almost kind of like made fun of himself for that in a way, which I thought was kind of funny of the show to do that, but I, I think he's a good job. It's tough stepping into that role, um, especially, you know, just like not having any experience doing it and like no one does when they get into that role. But um, I think he's done well so far and he's made like very good decisions. I think when someone is causing drama and we saw it again in this episode, but if there's any drama around someone, he just sends them home, you know, which yeah. I think we haven't really seen that with other people. I always go back to like pilot Pete and I feel like he kind of kept the drama people around for a while. So I uh, honestly have thanked pilot uh, pilot Pete for his service so many times for, (laughs) you know, just never making the quote unquote right decision, but it was that's making the right decision. Isn't always good for television, which is why Peter's season was just so iconic for so many reasons. (laughs) Right. Right. And it's given us something to talk about for years. So for years, we love it. Yeah. We love it. When that Hannah Brown book came out, I was like, let's go. Oh, I could talk about that season of the show forever. You guys had just iconic times. Okay, yeah. So Zach, it's it's definitely, I think they, I think what I kind of talked about last week and a little bit so far with the season that I think is interesting is I can't decide what I think is Zach and what I think is the producers wanting this to be a season like about the right reasons. And I think it's probably both because he clearly doesn't want to keep the drama around, which is part of then the show getting quote a right reasons kind of track so i think maybe it's both but i think like we saw in this episode again in what world in the last two weeks have the villains just gone home like at the end it's so bizarre 
No, I know. It is really crazy. It was, Chris, it was Christina last week. I think yeah. I remember watching that rose ceremony. I was like, there's no way there's no way right. they're sending it home. It's just like not possible. And then they did. I was like, wait, what? This is unheard of in this. It really was. World. But I do think just from a viewer standpoint, if you go back to like even Ben Higgins season, I think to me, his season was a lot more about like, you know, love. Mm -hmm. Let's say, I mean, there were people that were more drama people that stayed around for a while, but at least like the final four, if not further back, it was, you know, he was actually very into those people. Um, And I think viewers have kind of been saying like they want more of the love story versus the drama. But I think it does kind of change the show a little bit. I think it's like nice to have some of those drama starting characters in there, at least for a little while. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll see if there's someone next week that starts something, you know, I'm sure there will be, but yeah, it's a delicate balance. Cause you don't want the whole thing to become the, whoever insert villain here show, and then be the same thing we're talking about. And we get bored of that, like a shrimp gate or one of those like weird, whatever things that people right. kept on to a couple of years ago. But at the same time, you don't want to be bored. So it's like, mm-hmm. goes down to what are people watching the show for? Are they watching it for love yeah. stories? Are they watching it for drama? I always want what I can't have. Whatever's on the screen, I usually right. want the other one. <laughs> but, but, but let me say this. I think I'm totally fine with the track of it being about love. But when it comes to the conversations that they actually show on the dates, there's no substance to those conversations. This was like eating away at me last night when I was watching this. Every conversation was like, I feel so open with you. The conversations feel so easy. Um, you know, like we have such a good fire and spark. It's like, from what you didn't show me anything. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And like, even in the group date or the one-on-one dates, it was just like frustrating to watch. It's like, you're not giving me anything. You're just telling me how good your connection is. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that at all. So I agree with you. And I I think like, yeah, I feel like they can make it about love but you got to like, you got to give me something, you yeah. know, like there's, there's not really a lot to latch onto that shows me that there's actually love there outside of a physical connection, you know? Yeah. That's a really good point. It's always been interesting what they ch- pick and choose to show. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's like a short show and they have to get us everything in there. And I do appreciate all four episodes have started with, three dates and a row ceremony at the end. Like that is a format I can get behind. There was nothing no, no, worse no, than no that phase where every, yeah. cl- every week was a cliffhanger. <laughs> it's not a cliffhanger, but it happens every week. Like it's mm. not a shock if you're never going to give me a row ceremony. So I do like that. Maybe that's also why we feel like the villains are going home at the end because it's not like dragging it over week by right. week. But yeah. um, to transition into the first one-on-one date, which I think Kat was a really good example of what you were just saying. We're in the Bahamas. They have an hour to pack. They're all excited. They almost pummel Jesse Palmer. Um, it's always nice when you hear, you know, we're going to the Bahamas instead of like Kansas or North Dakota. So they're really, they're giving Zach all of the perfect ingredients to have like excited women, a good season, the focus on love. They really, it feels like they're really trying here versus the last couple of years. They kind of just threw like poor Clayton onto the show and we're like, good luck. Um, <laughs> and maybe it's also because of the COVID of it all. Um, yeah, yeah. but we're, we're in, we're in the Bahamas and Kat's on the first one-on-one date. And I think... What was interesting with her is I think he really likes her. I think that was clear. The two of them, you know, putting sunscreen on each other. They were loving it. But when she, quote unquote, opened up to him about like whatever she said was very general about like not feeling enough or not feeling wanted. And then he was like, well, you are. And then she was like, I've never had a guy say that to me. And I was like, is the bar just that low for Kat or did they cut out all the good stuff? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's kind of like goes to my point from yeah. before. It's like you're not really giving me any context, any of the conversations. But I do imagine they probably cut out some stuff. And I think the conversation was maybe around like her family. She didn't come from. Oh, uh, right. Her mom. Her parents had maybe like split up or something. And like she didn't come from um, a family where she had like a good example of love versus right. Zach has come from like a very strong, you know, his parents like a very strong marriage. And so, like, I understand that totally. Um, yeah. But I agree, like, is the bar set that low, you know? Um, like, Zach did nothing wrong. It just, he did nothing. He didn't, uh, they, either they cut it out or he didn't say, well, what happened with your mom? What can, what would I need to do to support you in that way? Emotionally, is that a relationship you want to rebuild? Like, maybe they just didn't air it. But I was like, all he said was, I got you. And I was like, but do you? And like, why don't we know anything about, I for, even forgot about the mom, but they didn't even tell us really what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we had like no, no idea as viewers watching that, what, what actually happened or like what the story actually was, which is fine. Like, you know, you know, don't necessarily need to know the context, but I think when you're watching it and you don't have it, it's just like a bit confusing seeing how the date played out further and like how they're like all of a sudden making out in love and everything. It's like, wait, huh? I don't yeah. know how, how did we get here? Um, how did we get here? But yeah, I think I think that that was like a great day. It's funny watching like the dancing scenes on the catamaran and stuff. It's like this must be so awkward to, <laughs> to do that in person. You know, I, I just yeah. I'm just imagining myself as a producer, like watching these two people just dance around. I was like, what what is going on here? I know uh, the, the dates have gotten like it's impossible, though, because when they do the like really silly ones, I hate it. Like, I hate when they're, like, doing, like, eating competitions, like, on Paradise and stuff. Like, they made you guys do some weird shit or, like, roll around and God yeah. knows what. But then dates yeah, like this maybe. where it's just yeah. basic is, like, that's awkward, too. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. They, it's funny you said rolling around. They made me roll around in a taco. They they rolled me up into a taco on Paradise. That was, yeah, that was my date. Like, why? Uh, why would we want to watch that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oh, rolling around in paint, too. I guess I did two rolling around dates. Um... But yeah, I, I thought that was a really good date. I, you can definitely see that they're they're into each other. So I wouldn't be surprised if Kat makes it pretty far. I think so too. And I think that that brings two things up. One, that way later they showed him kind of talking to her at the cocktail party, even though she had the rose already, which feels important to me that they like showed the audience that just because they want us to like be like, okay, he really likes Kat. Like that's going to be like, don't forget her. She's an important one. He really likes her. She's like a front runner. But it also, we see a lot of the girls starting to spiral here um throughout the whole episode about not getting time with him and i think it probably brings up two things and something maybe you can speak to as someone who's been in an environment like this in a show like this when you start the travel part is it like much more real that like you're leaving your real life behind to now be on this show and also when you guys start the travel part i've heard from other alums that that's kind of sometimes when you see the lead like maybe have a moment with one of the other women or like you see off camera stuff. I remember someone telling me they saw like Ben Higgins look at Lauren Bushnell at an airport and they were like, we should all just go home. And it was like very early. And I just feel like the travel really starts to open doors. And that's why half of them were spiraling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I understand that for sure. It's, I feel like to me, you're kind of like very secluded in the bachelor mansion the first couple of weeks. But then when you start to travel, it's like, that's when the fairy tale part almost begins and you feel like you're in this alternate reality going in these crazy dates and everything so i i totally understand that. i i think i had like a bit of a unique situation where i had the one-on-one -on -one date the week before we started to travel um but i feel like <clears throat> when we went into the traveling portion i was like i'm gonna go to like i'm gonna be here to the very I end win. <laughs> i mean you're, you're just like super after you have a one-on-one -on -one date you're on top of the world you feel so confident 
you're like, no one else is good of a connection as me. And especially it being the first week or like second week for me, like, you know, at that point you've spent way more time than anyone else has. So I felt super confident, at least for me. Um, it wasn't until a little bit later in the traveling part where I was like, wait, everyone else is <laughs> way more than I do. So I'm, I'm screwed. Um, but yeah, I think it's tough if you're like only on group dates the first few weeks and then starting to travel and everything, you just feel like so many other people are getting further ahead of you and you probably feel a little bit back, um, like kind of back of the track to everyone else. And I think too, what is, what's, uh, what's the girl's name that's from Austin? Is it Katie? Yes. I, I think so. I mean, I don't, I don't know how this season ends. Honestly, I would be shocked if she does not win. Really? I feel like the date, well, and even on the, I don't know if it was the group date or the cocktail party this time, you could tell that they were very into each other. Yeah. But for her having an overnight date mm. as the one-on-one date this early on, to me, it's like, that's a, not that that's like unfair, but I feel like in Zach's head, it's very hard to like put your blinders on or like not have blinders and like actually objectively think about other relationships just because he's spent significantly more time with her and like in an intimate overnight setting too. So yeah. I'm calling it now. I haven't read any spoilers or anything. I don't know. I think she's going to win. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a good point. The overnight, I mean, as, as long as it really is legit, like what they showed us, like it was they went in that tent and the cameras like went away or it or who knows, but it doesn't seem fair at all. And especially right for Zach, who's now trying to like compartmentalize all these relationships. You have to think the one I got the most time with, even the one who had the most recent one on one, like that's how you're thinking when you're trying to figure it out. So it, it kind of feels impossible for her not to be ahead because of how rare that is on the show. Yeah. And then you, from a contestant point of view, it kind of sounds like you get to ride high on the one-on-one for a while. Like that'll keep you going. And then until you look around and you're like, oh no. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think like a normal one-on-one will get you so far, but mm-hmm. it, yeah, you're right. If they actually did like cameras off, get an overnight intimate time with each other, that, I mean, that that rides you to the end. Yeah. I, I like very early on, like it's so dependent on how much time you have with the person. And if you get even like an hour more than someone else that just puts you one step ahead of other people. So I I think she's going to make it pretty far, but I guess to get back to your point, I do think the traveling part definitely just makes the whole environment a lot more stressful and a lot more real. Um, Even though it is like a fairy tale, I think you do start to, like play into this fairy tale atmosphere more and you just feel like you're so in love and everything. And then you see other people on dates, getting one-on-ones, you're on group dates. I know, I think it was Greer um, mm-hmm. started crying because she was on the group date. And I think when I was watching, I was like, why, why are you crying? You've known this guy for three, not even three weeks. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> um, but I do get it because it's a very stressful environment and um, it's just tough only being on group dates for, for so long and seeing these other people kind of develop more significant connections. And she was our first impression row, the real first impression rose one or not the America first impression rose. So she got like what she thought was a leg up or thought to have a connection. So then to not get it followed up on for mm-hmm. like whatever after that probably is in your head. Cause you probably leave that first night, like first impression rose, like the statistics are in my favor. I have to be one of the tops. And then right. for him not to pick you for a one-on-one or be chosen or whoever he picks, whatever for the first couple of weeks, probably just knocks you down a peg. Totally. Yeah. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to call this one now too. I think Greer is going to make it far. I think she's going to have the same send out that I had. 
I think she's not going to be on a one-on-one date. Oh, I, I was on a one-on-one date, but I was on group dates the rest of the time. Uh-huh. I think she's going to be on group dates and she's going to be upset because she's not getting enough time. And you're, you're, that's going to be played out in every episode, how she's sad she's not on a one-on-one date, uh, all that. And then they're going to send her to his hotel room uh, the week before hometown dates. And I love these specific uh, predictions. She's going to say that she feels like she hasn't had enough time. She wants a one-on-one and he's going to send her home. Calling it right now. I can't I, wait. Heard it here first, Sarah. It's gonna happen. It's gonna I can't happen. wait to play this audio. When it yes. happens, we'll put it all over Instagram. Everyone will just you'll be everyone's number one podcast guest request oh, because okay. you'll be yes. predicting how the show works. I love that. Well, speaking of group dates, we had a group date where we're at a dance beach party with a lot of shellfish. I mean that that would be tough to go on a group date and like not really be able to participate, and then also not even to be able to like kiss him. It feels like sabotage. Yeah, I mean, I feel, like that, I feel like it was intentional in a way. Yeah, it really is a storyline to write about. And she's getting like a, a fun edit throughout the whole the first four episodes. Like they show like she was very silly. Like she was one I think about the maple syrup on the first night. And he clearly didn't like that. But then she had to like she got made up for like I feel like she's gotten like very silly cutesy stuff, which probably means she's going to go far, too, just because they're showing us a personality of hers. And if they do, if they give us, if you give any of the contestants personalities, that's like a huge win because half the time you, everyone comes off very one dimensional and you have like your pigeonhole thing. So for her to get like even something like it sucks that she's allergic to shellfish, but it's something we remember. And it's like a she, you know, does that make any sense? Like they're giving her personality like she feels kind of like a like funny, sarcastic, nervous, relatable person. And they don't make many quote unquote characters or contestants like that on the show. Oh, yeah, no, totally. I mean, they could have very easily just not even said anything about her being allergic to shellfish and shown other things on the date. But yeah, I mean, I think even them including that little tidbit, the thing about her not being able to kiss him and everything, like it just it adds to her as a character, you know? So I I also feel like she's she's going to make it pretty far. I think so, too. I think she's top four. And I think and your girl, Katie, who you think is going to win, did what she was the one who had the, the bourbon kisses with him, according to my notes, at least. And he like went out of his way to see her. So I think Kat, Katie, and Gabby are high up there with your Greer prediction of get sent home before hometown. Yeah. Kind of self-elimination, kind of eliminated by him. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. it. Um, well, obviously the other part of this group date was this drama with Kylie and Anas- um, Anastasia and Instagram followers. Now, the Instagram followers of the thing I have a thousand questions about, as I kind of mentioned, but just in general, the first part of the fight when she's talking to him and Kylie comes over and tries to steal him and she says, I don't want to fight in front of you. And then Anastasia turned it into trying to get into a fight with her, a physical fight. That was ridiculous, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, that was that, that was really ridiculous. I, I don't know how, I, I don't even think she interpreted it that way. I feel like it it was a little malicious when she was kind of like going around telling everyone that that's the context of the conversation right uh, but obviously like i don't think anyone's trying to get in like a fist fight over talking to to zach imagine like, yeah i mean I, even on our season i feel like there was obviously like drama between different people but everyone was very friendly i don't think there was ever a point where people were actually gonna like get in a fist fight with each other and especially this early on you know you're just trying to get time with the person and I feel like you understand that you're going to get interrupted when you're having a conversation with someone. It's the name of the game. You're yeah, on The Bachelor. That's the whole point. Yeah, exactly. It's just it, like, it's just part of the show. So that, I mean, that was really bizarre, honestly, that she just took it that way and ran with it and then decided to tell everyone about it. And I feel like you can't expect to do that and then tell everyone 
and start this and then not have it like come back around to you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even though it like it kind of it blew up in her face later, I feel like in a way she kind of had a coming to her yeah. a little bit. I mean, even just from an audience perspective, it was harder to root for her because I do think this conversation comes up every year now, right? Who's there for the right reasons? Now they just say Instagram. It used to just be, it used to be fame. Now they are a little more transparent of like Instagram followers, ads, being an influencer. Half these people have content creator already as their job. Like it's a little more, the show has grown in that sense where they acknowledge it a little bit. It's still quote unquote wrong, even though it's it's not because- I think most people go on the show for opportunity and love is great if it happens. Um, I think that's okay to admit in 2023 in The Bachelor or any reality show. But I think with this specifically because of that and the way she ran with that, I was like, normally I feel like I would have sided with her and been like, that's not fair. They picked up the one thing she said and they all probably said it, but I wasn't rooting for her because I thought that whole thing was ridiculous with Kylie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, totally. And then is Anastasia like a content creator? Okay, or... I, I looked her up. She has like 23K okay. followers. Because I, know, I know later on, at least the nighttime portion, when more of that story comes to light, she was saying that she could like connect the right. woman with like brands that she works with and everything. So I was like, wait, is, is she already doing this? Or like, how, what? Right. Uh, yeah, it's, that is interesting. And like my How the Mighty Have Fallen though, for again, like I said, for them to be aspiring to 50,000 followers. Not that that's nothing. I don't have 50,000 Instagram followers. I'd love it. But like you're from the era of you guys coming off the show, especially if you get a decent run on The Bachelor, Bachelorette, get yourself to paradise. I mean, at least like 100, 200, 300, the leads were getting, you know, Caitlin Bristow, Hannah Brown, then we're getting million followers. But now, I mean, even I don't think Zach is at 100K yet. Like that is so I feel bad almost. what are we doing that that is a really interesting conversation i don't necessarily know what plays into that dynamic i don't know if people are just like over the whole like bachelor influencer people which i totally understand um or if it's just like obviously like i think viewership of the show has probably fallen off a little bit but Mm -hmm. i feel like it wouldn't fall off that drastically to where it would you know like even looking at some people in past seasons that have made it to the same point as me it's like not even close. It's crazy. I don't, I think like Hannah's season and then Peter's season was probably like the peak. Mm-hmm. And then it seemed like it really, really took a dive, at least with like social media activity. And I'm, I'm not really sure what plays into that, but I think after Hannah's season and like, they honestly didn't really show me that much, you know, like I, I didn't really have much screen time outside of my one-on-one date. I probably had a little over 200,000 followers wow. or something. And then after, honestly, it might have been close to 300. And then after Paradise, it was like upwards of 550. Wow. I don't, you know, I don't think like anyone, you know, even even people that win. Yeah. Like, and even like the leads don't even. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Get that much now, so it, it honestly is really crazy. I, I, I think it's it's tough, and especially as the show's gone on and social media has played more of a part of it, it's tough like not to think about that when you go on the show. And I think some people care about it more than others, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I think the issue is more like talking about it mm-hmm. and acknowledging it. And I, I really, I don't think anyone on our season did that or talked okay. about it. Or if they did, I just, I didn't hear it. But um, I think everyone was like aware of it, for sure. I, I think you'd kind of be like dumb to not yeah. like realize that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be your main like goal for going on, but for sure you're like aware of it. But yeah, it's, I, I think the issue is more so like acknowledging it and almost like hyping it up in a way. And obviously if you do that, I think there's been other seasons where someone is at a similar situation, like you're going to get called out for it. It's, yeah. it's like, happen, you know, it's who you open up to probably. And if you say it to more than one person and if the, you say it to two people and they're friendly, because I imagine some version of this conversation happens all the time. It's also the same tales oldest time with the, you want to be the next bachelor or the next bachelorette. I'm not saying, I, there are definitely people who do probably come on the show strictly hoping that that's their end game, end goal. But I think more likely, most of the time, it's people sitting around, you guys are bored. Oh, would you be the bachelor if they asked? Is that a crime to ask that question? Like, look at the stats around you. Like one of you is going to be the next lead, most likely. One of you is going to end up with Zach and the majority of you aren't. So it's not the craziest thing to not sit around and be dreaming of your life with the lead and thinking about the other possibilities, but you have to be very careful with who you say that to because it feels like in 2023 to make a comment about followers and helping people get a manager is an insane decision when we have endless amounts of film showing you it doesn't work. Right, right, right. right. I mean, yeah, you I mean, you got to realize you're being filmed 24-7. So yeah. like they're going to they're gonna catch you saying it. But yeah, I, it, the whole concept of the Instagram followers and the bachelor is just so interesting. And I feel like people now, if you're going on there to get Instagram followers, I would maybe like ask you to question if that's really what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like personally, there's probably a lot of other ways. If that's a, if content creation or Instagram or social media is a career you want to go into, there's a lot of other ways you can like make that happen right you know, versus you start going- posting versus trying to wait seven months for this show to air for them exactly. your yeah, but- opportunities are very limited too as someone who books this show it's very yeah. difficult to get hold of these people in their quote yeah. heyday of relevance when the show is airing at least like right and, but then in like a year there's going to be a new set of people you know mm-hmm. so but yeah i don't know but like if you go on the show get followers wait seven months for that to happen you're ultimately going to have to start posting content anyways to keep it going. So why don't you just start doing that now and create your own platform and not be known as X person from the bachelor bachelorette, just go do something cool and like make it happen for yourself. Or Um, go on like love is blind. They still get a lot of followers. (laughs) Love is blind too hot to handle. I mean, there's a lot of cool shows out there now, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think to me, the days of like going on the show to get, social media followers is kind of over a little yeah. bit, at least bachelor. 
Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I also think part of it is Instagram. It's still really popular, but it's the algorithm. Everything is different with how even Instagram works now. So it's not guaranteed. There's TikTok, which I know a lot of, I think a lot of these girls get some decent amount of TikTok following, but not enough to like be where you guys were on Instagram comparison wise. So there's that. And I also just think that, like you said, viewership is down, but it's still keeping up to what ABC kind of needs it to do in the sense of all cable TV is down. So I don't think the show's going anywhere, but I think that there were so many seasons where even me, when I was watching, was following everyone for work, but also for fun, or my friends were all following everyone. And then all of a sudden you're following 2000 people on Instagram and you don't even know any of them. So you're like, how you can't keep up with the influx of people. So you just had to be in that sweet spot. So I think that's even part of it too. I don't even know if it's, they're less entertaining or they're less, less whatever. I think it's also just like you, you hit a limit where you're like, I don't want to follow anyone on Instagram anymore. <laughs> like I already don't see my own friends on this platform yeah. at the time. Yeah, no, that that's a good point. I think too, if you go back to Claire and Tasha's season, mm-hmm. I think that's where the mistake was made, honestly. Cause like Peter, I mean, the show historically would pick someone who was like a fan favorite mm. ever loved. And then like, no offense to Claire, but they picked Claire and a lot of like the new viewers just don't know her. True. Uh, I think if they had picked her years ago when she was on the main show, like for sure, she would have been a great pick, but it's tough like doing that. And then I feel like that caused like, it, you know, if people don't know the lead, they're already not as interested as yeah. maybe it would be. And then that's going to affect the cast coming off of that season. And then you pick someone from that season who's not as relevant. Um, It's like, that's kind of like a trickling down effect. So even, and then they had two bachelorettes, which I just feel like wasn't like, it's interesting, but I just don't think it like works with the dynamic of the show. Yeah. And, uh, And then like Zach came from that. So like, obviously he's not, he's getting half of the, airtime is true you, know, you normally would um and then i think whoever comes off of this season is impacted by that too so yeah even you throw like matt james in the middle of all of that who no one knew unless you you know follow tyler cameron on instagram which i know a lot of people do but it wasn't like from the show like it wasn't a story and they did a poor job i think all around of introducing him to us as an audience which he has said and i think it's pretty clear if you watch that season you knew nothing about matt james and he's come out now and he seems to be a very funny personable guy but no one watched that on the show so i think it's i always used to say it's not really about the lead i honestly might have said this even like two weeks ago it's not even really about the lead it's about the the contestants especially on the bachelor because the women women watch the show and women are watching other women but it's so many leads in a row now where it's like maybe there is something to you really have to get us someone that we're rooting for because we felt so bad for them like they got so scorned by someone that we and now with with rachel and zach we don't even know why they broke up. We saw like this weird w- vague fight and now they're like exchanging blows on podcasts, like accusing each other of being fake, but they still won't even tell us what they talked about. That was so horrible in the fantasy suite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, ex- exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think to a certain extent, you're, you're totally right. The actual show is way more about the cast than the lead. I think hyping the the show up though is yeah. a lot more about the lead and the story behind that. True. And if you look at like Hannah's season, Peter's season, even like Ben Higgins season hit, like he came off of the, sh- the he was on Caitlin's mm-hmm. season, right? he came off of that. And I think his thing was, he, he was like, felt unlovable. Unlo- that was how they hyped that up. Uh, what a brand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forget what Hannah had like a great exit on Colton season. I remember them like hyping that speech up and then, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I feel like to a certain extent, that's what like builds a lot of the hype for the season. And then now it's just kind of been like, there's no hype to it. Right. And then it's like, what am I latching on to, to get me interested? 
Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I poor know. Clayton. They just threw him in there and said, here's a guy who you we announced it leaked before he you even met him. Then he got like no screen time. Here he is. And he's going to make horrible decisions, which was, again, great TV by the end. But mentally, that poor guy, I mean, they really put him through it. Well, the other one on one date was Brooklyn. And I mean, in this situation, you can't deny that they did show um, the whole conversation, at least to some degree. And that was obviously very brave of her to open up about a past emotional and a physically abusive relationship. Um, it was very real. And whenever stuff like this happens, you know, you applaud someone for being open about it. And you just hope that it was something they wanted to share and that it was therapeutic for them. And they don't not regret it. But I, I feel like that must be hard to not only say it and know it's going to be on TV and then yeah. watch it back. And hopefully she is getting, you know, support and wanted to do that because it, it is pressure. I feel like, I mean, maybe not, maybe I just think it, but if I was on the show, I and I was out of my one-on-one -on -one dinner. I know that's your time to like bear it all out there. And if you're not divorced or don't have divorced parents, you got to come up with something, a health scare. I don't know. And this is obviously very real, but it's like, how real do you want to be on a show that's not necessarily always going to show what's real? So I think that it's a it's a risk. But when you're going into that, are you like, what am I going to say? Like, what? how how vulnerable am I going to get? Where are we going to go? Or does it just like fall away and you find yourself doing it because you're on the show? Yeah, no. You, so I, I guess to give some context to it, yeah, I mean, obviously, when you like interview for the show and you go through different weeks of interviews, when you're, the show's actually filming and stuff, you're not on dates. Like the producers know everything about you. They know right. the ins and outs of all your different stories, your sad stories, your happy stories, everything. And so for me, I had a story about my mom who she had a stroke. She's great now. Yeah. But that was like one of the big things that had happened in my life that I wanted to share with Hannah and just like talk about. And I remember, I think it was the second, um, the first, the first week, the, um, the cocktail party, I wasn't on a date and that week. And I wanted to just like talk to her and have like a normal conversation. But that was obviously like something I wanted to talk about because it's part of my life. Mm -hmm. And I remember them telling me like, no, don't talk about that yet. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, what, <laughs> why are you like telling me what to talk about and what not to talk about? Right. And then, so I didn't talk about it. And then the reason was because like my opportunity to talk about it was on my one-on-one -on -one date. And so we were on the one-on-one -on -one date. And then I remember them telling me like, yeah, like, like, what do you want to talk about with her? Like, maybe you should like talk about that story you told us or like this. Mm -hmm. And so that's, they kind of like push you in the direction of what to talk about. And I think for bigger stories that have like made more of an impact on your life. Mm -hmm. They want you to have like a good stage and like the attention on you to, to talk about. It. And I think a lot, I mean, usually you see that on a one-on-one -on -one date. Yeah. So it, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. I also think I feel two types of ways about that because one, it's like, you do need the time, right? Because the show is about interrupting people and you don't want to be talking about something this serious and have someone be tapping, obviously also the girl who's trying to interrupt good luck with that edit um if you're trying to interrupt a story like this but at the same time if it's something that you genuinely want to talk about i think it would be really interesting as a viewer to watch someone bring it up on their own accord versus that it almost becomes a trope and like i don't want to be cynical about a sad story and a powerful story but to hear it at the perfect time with the music ready to go it becomes like a trope like your bachelor sob story when it's a real story and i think if it came up in a more organic situation it might feel more real. Not that it's not real. I'm not trying to take away at all from what Brooklyn went through. And it, this is just an example, but even earlier with what Kat was talking about, like, I almost feel like if you brought it up in like a really organic way or the dates brought that out of you, like almost like a retreat, like you had to spill something. 
um, it would have made more sense than then it becomes kind of tropey. You know what I mean? With the music and the one-on-one and the time and everyone's got to have a story. No, I, I agree. I mean, you're, you're almost kind of forced to tell your stories on the bachelor's timeline for you. Yes. That makes sense. Like you don't, I mean, who knows how everyone would share stuff on their normal, like real life dating. It, yeah. My, the story that I shared, I might share that the first date. I might share that like 10 dates in, mm-hmm. uh, but I like, didn't really have an option. I mean, obviously I didn't have to share it, but yeah, like, yeah. you know, like you're in a stressful pressured situation. So like you, you know, you feel like you have to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so I did share it when I did, which was on like the second date or actually our like first date basically. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it is, it's interesting. Like you don't really get to share it in a natural kind of timelines where you actually feel comfortable. You kind of just have to share it when the show is ready for you to share it. Yeah. Well, brave of her still to share it. And that obviously horrible. And Zach did a great job. You know, that's a hard thing to talk about on the, on a show or in general. And, you know, he, I think Zach is a good guy. I don't, I don't have any doubts about that. I think, that's yeah. been very clear that he's a nice person and a, and a decent human and, you know, cares about these people. And I think it's just obvious that he has stronger connections with others. And I don't know if Brooklyn's really one that he's that into, but I think she'll be around for a little bit. I, my other note was that charity, I feel like got a decent amount of screen time for not being on a one-on-one. She stuck out to me. So she might be who I'd round out my final four with as my guest would be Catherine, Kate or Kat, Katie, charity, and Gabby is my guess. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure on the other the other final yeah, four. I'm, I'm riding with uh, Gabby and Katie. So All the, right. Yeah, I maybe, like that. Cat too. Maybe cat. I don't know. I just felt like he was he was into cat at the beginning, but maybe she's also just like. And he also was saying like, "Wow, this really hot girl likes me." Like he's clearly like loving. Like I feel like every bachelor or lead like has a moment where they're like, "Oh crap!" Like being the bachelor is awesome or being the bachelorette is awesome because everyone is acting like I'm the hottest thing on the planet. But like these people might actually even be like, quote unquote, better looking than me, but they have to act like I'm the best looking person they've ever seen because I'm the bachelor. So that must be a wild feeling. And I feel like he was having that with Kat because he was just like in awe of her. Yeah, totally. And I one one thing I will say too, I think getting back to like starting the traveling portion, I think once you start traveling, it's almost like a new season mm. kind of starts or like, the whole experience kind of turns a new chapter, right? At least for the lead. And because I think when you're in the mansion, there's like, it's you start with 30 people, you know, there's a lot going on. It's probably hard to remember sometimes of like your intimate experiences with each contestant. You're still getting used to like being the bachelor. Yeah. But I remember on our season, I think Tyler and Jed had the one-on-one dates the first week we started traveling. And there you go. I feel like, the, it, like for hannah it was probably a lot easier for her to actually like enjoy those versus being on two group dates and a one-on-one you know she was on one group date two one-on-ones i feel like she like it's maybe easier to be more intentional and actually fully enjoy those dates um so i do think you have a bit of an advantage even though it's nice going early on with a one-on-one date it's like a kind of a a clouded room for the lead so i think when you're on those one-on-one dates when you start traveling it's I think that also kind of helps you a bit too. That makes a lot of sense. Well, so Connor, Cat and Brooklyn might yes. make it. Okay, yeah. that's a good thing to know. I like. I mean, Bachelor Date on Instagram does great work with her tracking of things, and I might have to let her know. I need you to start tracking how far the first, the one-on-one dates on the first travel go, because that's an interesting thing that I would be curious to see the stats on. Because it makes sense. You're right. The logic makes sense. The first couple of weeks are just so crazy 
in that mansion. And then you also get a little bit of time away from cameras because they don't really film you when you're traveling. At least they don't show it. So yeah. you're like a little bit removed versus like the wake up in the mansion 24 hour kind of thing. Right, right, right. Um, thank you so much for taking time to talk to me. Happy Valentine's Day. Do you and Jenna have any fun plans? Um, I think we're kind of taking it a little easy today. Actually, we're we're going on a trip this weekend. So uh, I think we're going to Costa Rica. So I think we're kind of celebrating. You think you're going to Costa Rica? You don't know? Well, we were supposed to go to Hawaii, oh. um, but it's supposed to rain all week. I think oh, starting damn. tomorrow through next Tuesday. But it looks like there's a pretty bad storm going through. So we're kind of switching paths a little bit and trying to yeah. find a good backup plan. But I think we're just going to celebrate a little bit more whenever we get out of town. Well, that's awesome. I remember not too long ago, a couple of years being like, what's happening with you and Jenna from TikTok? Because <laughs> that was like, she was blowing up on TikTok at the time. And everyone was like, you have to ask about Connor, about Jenna from TikTok. And I wasn't familiar with her at the time. So I think I even worded it like that. And you were like, had to answer like, well, me and Jenna from TikTok. And I'm like, okay, now they're like dating and in a serious relationship. <laughs> and I set it up as Jenna from TikTok. So tell Jenna from TikTok, I say hi. I will, I will. <laughs> I will. And that's awesome. Are you guys, do you guys live together? Uh, we do. Yeah. We have a, a dog as well. Yeah. The whole thing. Well, life, congratulations. Life yeah. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of times, you know, those post bachelor bachelorette relationships, they're the ones because you get all the, you know, you learn a lot and they teach you how to be vulnerable. People say, and then you realize you weren't in love with that person, but you're now ready to actually, because you got to do all that fun stuff and yeah. meet someone that way. So that's awesome. Yeah, no, totally. You definitely learn about yourself a lot over, uh, going on the show, especially two, two shows. So yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you again for taking time to talk to me and I hope to catch up with you soon. You're welcome. Anytime, anytime you want to keep watching this show, I'll give you a call. All right. Sounds Have good. Have a good day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast, and come back every week for more Bachelor breakdowns. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.